You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to In a Perfect World, where every cat is a wanted cat. I'm Pamela Merritt from The Way of Cats. In my last two podcasts, I discussed choosing and raising kittens. This is a popular way to start our cat experience, but we don't have to start from scratch. There are compelling reasons to not get a kitten, and that's the subject I want to discuss today. Is it really okay to get a used cat? I've adopted cats from the age of three weeks to nearly a decade, so I'm sincere when I say that the fears people have about adopting someone else's problem are wildly overblown. Almost all the time, it would be the person who had the problem, not the cat. And that's how the cat wound up in the shelter. Consider what might be the most feared problem, that of the cat who isn't using the litter box. As someone who has worked rescue for years, let me assure you that this is not something we should worry about when we adopt from a shelter. In one study of 12 shelters, researchers looked into the reasons people gave for giving up their cat. Moving and allergies was 8% apiece. Landlord trouble, 6%. Too many animals was 11%. Almost half of these cats were between five months and three years of age. That's still a kitten, people. Half weren't spayed or neutered, and that causes no end of problems. Once again, not the cat's fault. One third of the cats had been acquired from friends, which meant a bit of pressure might have been going on. Unenthused adoptions, as I call them. People feel socially stressed to say yes. Then they don't take proper care of the cat. Then bad things happen to the cat. The number who were given up for house soiling, it was only 5%. That number becomes even smaller if we consider the reasons behind the cat not using their box. 48% of the time, the cat didn't use their box because they had a urinary tract infection that hadn't been treated. People don't realize this is very often why the cat won't use their box. So if our cat has a problem, we should get them to the vet because this is very easily fixed. 48% of the time, the cat didn't use their box because the box had not been cleaned on a regular basis. We don't like to use a gas station washroom and neither does our cat. These are both issues which are easily fixed and need not recur. I'll do the math. That's only 4% of the time a litter box problem can't be fixed right away. Shelter adoptions are a bit of a catch-22. Many of us can't imagine anyone giving up their pet except under extreme circumstances, like an intractable problem on the part of the cat. It's a form of mental protection to figure we can overcome any obstacle. It can happen that the more tender-hearted the person, the more they might worry about starting their cat search at the shelter. That's because they can't imagine anyone giving up a marvelous cat. So they have trouble thinking there are marvelous cats at the shelter. Yet, sadly, people do give up marvelous cats. They don't know they have one, for instance. We need a certain level of cat communication for the proper relationship to form. Or people don't know how to take proper care of their cat and create their own problems. People can find themselves in terrible circumstances, losing a job, a home, a family member, and in the scramble to stay afloat, They are forced to relinquish their cat. None of these many different circumstances are remotely the fault of the cat. Nor does this sad chain of events ruin the cat. We can alter the cat who hadn't had it done before. We can provide the support which had been missing. We can make friends with the cat who needs it. 
All of this latent potential in our cat is still there, waiting to be tapped. I've seen so many cats absolutely bloom once they have the care and attention they have been craving. All that love, lying in wait, flows all over the lucky person who finally asks for it. A good shelter, a no-kill shelter, is the best place in the world to find a cat. Because these are cats who are given some happy human interaction, some needed veterinary attention, and get evaluated by the shelter people, who are very good at figuring out cats. A cat who is not a kitten is able to display much more of their innate personality. This is why I often suggest newbies start with a cat. Because somebody needs to know what they're doing. Kittens don't give us any clue to what their eventual personality will be like. An older cat has breed clues. They have personality traits that are starting to show. They have had some adversity. So we even have a better idea of how they're going to react. Face it, a cat in the shelter that's not showing any problems is a cat who's weathered whatever it was. We don't have to worry about an older cat suddenly developing something or other because what we see is what we're going to get. All of this and more lets us choose our previously owned cat with confidence because there is one more thing. If we visit a shelter and encounter a cat who meets our eyes, who reaches out a paw or talks to us, who rubs against us or purrs when they are talked to, we should listen to this cat. They are showing their friendly, communicative, adorable side. Isn't that why we are here? If we are worried about connecting with our new cat, this cat is showing how little we need to worry at all. Because if we are worried about acquiring a cat with a problem, we can simply not pick a cat with a problem. See? No problem. Tiny kittens are like cake. They only retain those baby qualities for a short time. But unlike cake, kittens are still good as they get older. In fact, it's my contention that cats don't really grow up for at least three years. So when you look at it that way, the shelters are full of kittens. What we lose by passing up the few months when they are tiny is not that great when we consider we can look forward to 15 or more happy years with our cat. We have a much better chance of a deep relationship when we recognize certain qualities we can embrace, enjoy, and fall in love with. What's a few months' time in a bond that will last for years, even decades? We can still enjoy quite a bit of kittenhood when we look for a young cat. We can usually tell they have big paws and ears, their faces still have kitten shapes to them instead of the broadness of maturity, and if we look closely, we see just how much they long for love and how much their struggling adulthood compels them to hide that fact. If we are considering a teen cat, we should remember that the more they ignore us, the more they are interested in us. That turned back? Walk around to try to see their front. And if they keep their back turned to us, they're interested. Teen cats are developing their interest in the adult cat game I call cat poker. Once a cat leaves kittenhood behind, the increased attention span and the ability to learn creates a game a cat will play for the rest of their life. They tease, they pretend, they take turns making a fuss over the other friend. They want to play this game with us. They want us to be their friends. But so often, humans don't realize that is what is going on. They don't know they are being play-ignored. They think it is real-ignored. So they don't play. 
and we all lose. We should understand it's the same impulse we humans have. We prefer to receive a show of interest before we risk our heart. Cats are the same way. A certain amount of overture occurs, and we wait to see if the gesture is accepted and returned. This is polite society, human and cat. So while we can often be physically approached by a cat, we can also be approached on a different level, one that beckons us to make the first move. It's easy to catch these signals once we know what to look for. There's a whole universe of great cats out there. They are simply above the age of six months. Look on my blog on wayofcats.com and find all my helpful articles about choosing cats in shelters. Don't go away. I'll be back with more in a perfect world. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back. Getting over our fear of the shelter cat. Because the shelter is a great place to get a great cat. At this point in time, there are basically two kinds of shelters. I know people who have only known the good kind. And they are puzzled when I discuss fear of the shelter cat. They think of shelters as a place where cats play in happy harmony, there are nice folks to interact with, and they wait somewhat patiently for their person to come along. Nobody fears those kinds of shelters, and I wish they were the only kind. Unfortunately, too many places have the kind that are literally death row for animals. In the bad kind of shelter, cages are small and crowded, dogs bark in constant alarm, and people are resigned and depressed. Everyone feels the looming deadline. Bands of angelic volunteers scoop animals out of such shelters whenever they can. Shelter workers wish they had another kind of shelter. But if this is the only kind near you, there's a serious problem if you feel pressured to take someone, anyone, just to get them out of there, and then you worry that you're going to bring home a problem. But we can still discover what these cats are like, even if they are not relaxed and at their best. So we choose a cat knowing we are both under pressure. It's not the best way to start a relationship, but that doesn't mean it won't work out. Whether it's a co-worker looking to rehome a cat because a relative passed away, a cage at a veterinarian's office, or a borderline local shelter, we can still get a great cat. We just need to know what to look for. And a great way to learn this is to check out PetFinder.com an incredible resource to not only narrow down our own search, but to get an idea of what kind of cats are out there and hopefully find a lot of devoted local folks who love to help us 
find the right cat. I'm fortunate to live in a place where all the local shelters are no-kill, and they usually do a pretty good job of getting pictures up and writing some background for their cats. They aren't as stressed as the workers in the kill shelters. They can handle some emotional investment. So let's do some real-time browsing and look for clues. Cover all my North American listeners. I'll put in my location as Chicago, Illinois. I'll ask for cats. I mark the checkboxes for young, adult, and senior. I press the Find Pets button. Here's what I get. First of all, it tells me there are 114,317 cats near Chicago, Illinois. People, your soulmate chances are very good. Chicago Cat Rescue has the top row with Junebug and Pepper, both Black Panthers, and Pippi, who looks to be a lovely Torby. Right off the bat, I know a lot about Pippi because she's got one of the most distinctive coat-linked personality appearances in catdom. Torbies are tortoiseshell cats with a lot of tabby showing. They're a bit mellower than torties, always female, and while they are highly affectionate, they might be choosy about how they express it. Let's click on Pippi and see what her shelter says. Oh my! Quoting, Pippi is a puddle of love. She loves attention and knows just how to get it from her foster mom. Pippi really enjoys chilling out in her favorite chair, a lap. Oh, I called it, people. Yes, indeed. Pippi lives in a home, has love to spare. There is no problem taking this one home, is there? And what's this? Pippi has two sisters, Pepper and Junebug, whom she adores. Well, that's great. These were the kitties who share the top row with her. Somebody is fostering a whole litter here. In her picture, Pepper has ears that are somewhat hesitant and she's being held. I'm right. The quote is, a very sweet, shy little girl with a heart of gold. Pepper takes her time getting to know new faces, but once she decides you're okay, she gives you her unconditional love. Oh, this is so great. What about Junebug? She shares Pepper's big gold eyes, but seems more assertive in her photo. And I'm right. Very inquisitive kitty, loves laps. Oh my gosh, here's three cats who adore each other and their people. A gorgeous cat civilization just waiting to be scooped up and transferred to their new home. What a bunch of wonderfulness just waiting for us. I really don't want to see this trio broken up. And neither does their foster family, obviously, which explains why they are still in Petfinder, doesn't it? There's not a thing wrong with them, except for people who might be hesitant about taking three at a time. And there's not a reason in the world not to get three at a time. People want to get one cat because they don't know how it's going to work out and feel like they should start small. But here's a working cat group who love each other and two of them are total love bug lab cats. Don't worry about them getting along or behavior problems. Nothing like that. This is a group of marvelous cats just waiting for someone to say, yes, I'll commit. I want a cat civilization, and I want it now. Well, here's your starter kit, Chicago. Somebody go get them. And by the way, Chicago Cat Rescue, you guys rock. Thanks for doing right by these lovely girls. If any of my listeners can't adopt this adorable trio, maybe throw some coin this rescue's way. They are obviously doing great work. So wow, what a treasure we found right out of the box. Let's go West Coast. Lots of population there. When I do the same thing for Los Angeles, California, what do I see? 
I see there are 114,304 cats near Los Angeles, California. So much love, just going to waste. Both big metro areas, by the way, and probably the pet finder metrics scoop up a set amount of the surrounding area at a crack. So that's why we see so many, all needing love. Oh, we have Desmond, Daisy, and Jellybean, all from City of Los Angeles, South LA Animal Shelter. From the picture, Desmond is a fox-faced orange guy, stretched out in a metal cage with his chin on his paw. That's all we know. Nothing else is written here. So I'm just winging it based on what I know about cat attitudes and cat posture. And a lot of what I need to know is in the picture because he's orange and he's a guy, as 80% of orangies are. Super mellow, super sweet, but a bit of a difference here. Most orange guys are big old softball-headed cats, but this one has longer limbs and tail and face. So that means alpha. He's going to be a bit more playful and lively and intent and intense. Oh, Desmond is just adorable. Well worth a look. He's got a sponsor button. I hope that means he can hang out there until his people come. This is a gem. Really is. So, taking a break, just look at all the great cats going begging near you. Make a point of checking PetFinder.com and go see. Don't run away just yet. I'll be back with more help on how to live in a perfect world. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back, looking at all the buried treasure which is lurking out there in our local shelter. Beside Desmond, love that name, by the way, there's Daisy, a gray and white girl. And here's an insider tip. Cats with lots of white are usually sweet and affectionate. Now, calico girls can get saucy, but this is gray and white, one of my favorite combinations. But that's not all I'm going by, because now we are getting into an area with less genetic personality linking in the coat. In this case, the gray and white coat is not our big clue. It's her picture. She has big ears and a bit of fluff to her fur, and her size is listed as large. Add all that together, and there's some Persian way back making her a little bigger boned and a little mellower than a skinnier, more active cat might be. She's a beta, friendly and fun, just like her name. Daisy is a great cat name. We can't always go by the names. We don't know who named them or why, but at least someone did. That steady gaze in the picture means she's doing okay where she's at, but I bet she's one of those who will just bloom in her own home, needs some security, needs somebody who takes a little special care. Oh, and Jellybean. Jellybean's next up, and she's tabby and white, younger, a little defensive in this strange place, yearning for connection, I can tell. Someone thinks she's sweet, right? Or she wouldn't have gotten the name Jellybean. And she's much too thin for her size. She's probably younger than she looks. 
this is what happened when I adopted RJ. Everybody kept passing him by thinking he was some, you know, two-year-old street survivor when he had just nearly starved to death. And he's a big Maine Coon. He didn't look like a kitten, but he definitely was. Poor Jellybean was probably brought in off the street, some kind of throwaway where nobody took the care. And then when she started meowing and he threw her out, I mean, I'm just guessing here, but I've seen it too many times. And gosh, if I could teleport her into a good home right now, I would. She's probably shy, but a week or two with some fuss over her and she'd be a whole other cat. The cat she should be. And all shelters should take note, this is the difference. Just a little bit of information about the cat can make to a prospective adopter. In fact, a great volunteer activity is to visit the shelter, chat with the folks, and do the write-ups for them. Take the pictures for them. They're usually stressed and busy, and they can't delve into it the way they would like to. So that is a nice thing to do if you need to volunteer and can only spend certain amounts of time there at certain periods of the day. Check into it. Now, let's go over to the East Coast. How's the cats in the Big Apple? Okay, there's 114,294 cats near New York, New York. So, you know, my guess as a programmer and the maximum number the cats will allow. And that's way too many, isn't it? We can, we can get homes for all of those. These are all tabbies, courtesy of the Mayor's Alliance for New York City's Animals. And what's the first one? Oh, Wanda Da Vinci, a pert brown tabby. Oh my gosh, I love that name. Does Wanda have a story? Wanda was surrendered to the Alliance due to her family facing financial hardship. Ah, oh, what'd I tell you? I bet they hated giving her up, too. Wanda is a graceful little lady with a curious streak. Oh, I bet. And she's been there for a year. At least her family didn't feel like they were leaving her to certain death. In fact, that's a big factor in people who just abandon their pets to roaming the streets of starvation. It's cruel, but people think it's crueler to guarantee their pet's death at a kill shelter where they drop them off with their own two hands. So they walk away and hope fate is kind. Well, we can do better, and sometimes we do. Wanda is obviously well-loved, and I hope someone picks up on those best wishes she was probably surrendered with and picks up the slack in her life. Next up, Fluff. I knew she was a Maine Coon just from the picture. Picking up on breed clues is a great way to understand a potential personality. Maine Coon cats are sweet, easy to love, great social cats, and have a remarkable sense of humor. And what do they say about Fluff? She is a staff favorite here at the Alliance. I would make a wonderful companion for someone looking for a mellow cat. Oh yes, I bet so. There's another thing to know about Fluff. Age 10 years. Did she immediately fall off your radar? She shouldn't have, because there are lots of senior cat fans out there. They know how easy a senior cat can be. These are wise souls who didn't get this far by being neglected or mistreated. They are the likeliest cat to have landed in rescue because of unavoidable home disruptions, like the serious illness or even demise of their person. They would dearly love to get that loving home back. So don't waste this incredible resource. One of the things senior cat fans like to say is that as soon as the cat walks in, they know what to do. If there's ever a place where everyone involved is relaxed, it's one of these shipwrecked seniors, as I call them. They're the lone survivor of whatever happened. There's absolutely nothing wrong with them, and they're perfect for a human senior. Remember that no matter what age we get our cat, we don't have any guarantees of how long we'll have them. Fluff could be good for another 10 years. We just don't know. 
So don't discount the cat over three or seven or ten. Some of my favorite cats have come to me after a long, illustrious career somewhere else. They have tales to tell and incredible personalities. It's all there. We just weren't there for it. Okay, the next one is kittens. Because this is New York and they're making sure we know how to get kittens. Thank you, New York. So we'll drop down to the next one on our list, Tiger Lily. A gray and white little girl with big golden eyes like an owl. So she just looks so needy of love. I think she was probably neglected in some way. Let's see. Came from a hoarder situation. Well, let me tell you. I know now she didn't get enough attention. Poor little thing soaks it up too. The rescue says she needs to be an only cat, which is probably great because she doesn't know how to share, poor thing. She needs to have a lot of focused attention on her, and I think she would be a treasure. Those round eyes immediately reminded me of a Scottish fold, and they are so delightful once they feel secure. And this little one has never had a secure situation. She needs to be the focus of someone's devoted attention, doted on. She's a gamma. Very easy. Once she's secure, she will be the most adorable little love bug on the planet for her special person. That's my hunch. This looks like another excellent rescue operation, by the way. They have good photos and a lot about the cats. We aren't flying without instruments when the rescue folks help us out like this. I hope this coast-to-coast overview has reassured you about the kinds of cats out there available for adoption. If we aren't sure of our kitten-picking skills, if we worry about how this relationship will work out, let's temper our fears by choosing a cat whose personality and even some of their background has already started to develop. We can far more easily see if we and this cat fit together when we know what we are looking at and what it means. I always remind folks to look for the kitten face. When our cat is relaxed and happy, place our hands gently over their face to screen out those ears and big body. We don't even have to touch our cat. We just need to look at their tiny face and imagine how they were when they were kittens. Imagine them as curious little play machines, fearless kittens on a mission, gentle little bunches of nap time after playing. Every cat was once a kitten. We can think back on how our cat started out and how we, against all odds, found each other. doesn't matter that we weren't there when they were a kitten. What matters is that we are here together now. It doesn't matter how old our cat is when we found each other either. Because when you think about it, humans don't work on that level. And it's really better that they don't. We don't refuse to make new friends after kindergarten, do we? We don't insist we meet our soulmate in high school. We don't decide we won't get any new friends after college or our first job or you get the idea. We grow and develop and meet the right people at the right time. When we expand our cat possibilities to the over 342,000 cats just in these three big cities, we realize the problem isn't finding that special cat. It's finding room for all the special cats who fit us. I hope I've opened your mind and your heart to the incredible love potential out there waiting for all of us. Tune in next time for more about creating happiness in a perfect world. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.